Well, hey there, kids. Have you enjoyed listening to Base Camp and hearing these exciting stories? What if you could see and read a brand new story about Piper coming to life in a comic book? Join me and Piper in our Base Camp comic book and learn along with Piper as she discovers the value of forgiveness and how food fights in the mess hall cause, <laughs> well, more than just one mess. Grab your free digital copy today at lifeaction.org slash basecamp. Life Action Ministries presents Base Camp Adventures. Breaking news this evening as famed criminal Dr. Snood is confirmed to have struck again. This past week's museum robbery was indeed the work of the mad doctor. Snood was seen rising into the sky in an airship of unknown design. The ship launched from a high-end skyscraper in the heart of the city, which was apparently serving as Snood's base of operations. Detective Do-Right Zara Justice gave us what details she could. I can't comment on an ongoing investigation, but I will say that the doctor does indeed have the stolen items from the museum in his possession. We're working what leads we have. There you have it. Will these priceless artifacts ever be recovered? Stay tuned to our network to receive the latest updates. This is April Lane reporting for WHHC News. Can I drop you somewhere, Susan? Well, I need to get my Jeep out of police custody. I can help with that. My badge allows me to bypass much of the red tape. After that, is there... is there any way I could assist you in your investigation? Really? Yeah, I I just feel I need to do something. I mean, someone I know has been kidnapped. It's more than just a story on the news to me now. Normally, I wouldn't. But I saw in Simon's digital logs how you helped him catch that criminal at the coffee shop. Do you have experience in law enforcement? Well, I patrolled for poachers in the outback, but not much else. Hmm. Well, you seem capable enough. As long as you don't slow us down, you can come with us. Thank you. I need to get these girls back to base camp, but after that... Hey! Wait a minute! You can't just ditch us. We want to come too. Yeah. Sorry, Sheila's, but it's way too dangerous. Irving's going, and we're older than him. Irving is an officially ranked junior detective. He's already had training and experience. I'm sorry, girls, but the answer is no. Aw, man. I can't leave you alone for two minutes, can I? Simple shopping trip, and y'all get kidnapped and embroiled in the world of black market antiquities. (sighs) Typical. Well, at least y'all actually got the computer equipment. Sorry we came back so late. Hey. I understand. Y'all were tied up. (laughs) Good one. (laughs) Thanks. Nice. Look, would you keep an eye on the Sheila's, please? Karen, in particular, it was a stressful experience, to say the least. You're right, Sue. I'm sure it was. I'm sorry for joking about it. You're forgiven. All right. I'll I'll see you blocks when I get back. Zara's waiting for me. Godspeed, Sue. I hope you find him. All right, we're headed back to DDR headquarters to figure this out, but we might as well start now. Irving, read back the clue Dr. Snood left for us. On it. He said, to a land far older than this country, a flying we will go. 
this land's most famous leader was definitely not a pro. So obviously he's headed outside the United States. To a land older than the United States. Most of the countries on Earth are older than the United States. He used the phrase far older. It could be safe to assume he means somewhere in the old world, which narrows down our choices to the continents of Europe, Africa, and Asia. The biggest part of the clue has to be the second line. This land's most famous leader was definitely not a pro. Not a pro? So, like, not a Major League Baseball player? Is he talking about T-ball? What country invented T-ball? The earliest known games of T-ball were invented in Michigan, which is in the United States. Why? Why do you know that? Uh, I... I read encyclopedias when I get bored. You'd get along great with my friend Albert. Back to the business at hand. Pro. So, professional. And the leader of this country wasn't a professional. I suppose politicians, like presidents or prime ministers, are considered professionals. What about kings and queens? I'm not sure. Wait, or could he mean, like, pros and cons? Good and bad? (gasps) That's it, Susan. You've done it! Whoa! I've done it? What did I do? Where are we going now? To the Los Corazones International Airport. You figured out where we're going? Yes. This land's most famous leader was definitely not a pro. The opposite of a pro is a con. But I suspect Snood is using a play on words. He doesn't mean con spelled C-O-N, but rather con spelled K-A-H-N. Like Genghis Khan, of course. And Genghis Khan was the most famous leader of... Mongolia. We're going in that? Yes. We have an agent here on standby. He prepped the cargo plane for our flight to Mongolia. No need to wait in line at the airport. We'll just drive this car straight onto the plane and take it with us. Dexter, dear. We've arrived. Roger that, Detective Justice. Blowing the round. This is so cool! First time on a cargo plane for you two? Yeah! Irving, how on earth is your mom okay with you being a junior detective like this? Did you even ask your permission to leave the country? Parents are vaguely aware of the kind of things their child might be doing when they enter the program. Rest assured, though Miss McLaurin might not know the specifics, she knows her son will be well taken care of. Besides, she signed all the paperwork. (laughs) Right. Well, that's the most important thing. All right, engaging clamps to keep the car stationary. Everyone stay seated and buckled until we've reached our cruising altitude. Whoa! Ladies and gentlemen, you're now free to move about the ca- uh, cargo hold. Time to destination, 12 hours and 41 minutes. <sighs> we best get some shut It's late our time, and we want to be fully ready to hit the ground running when we get to Mongolia. When you wake, we'll do a mission briefing. Do we sleep in the car? If you like. Or, my travel pack in the trunk has some micro-mattresses the size of walnuts that'll inflate into full beds. Wow, I'll take one of those. Me too. Susan. I have some extra clothes that might fit you, and there's a laboratory where you can... Ah! Dara? What? (gasps) Sheila's! Uh, hi, Ranger Sue. Whoa! You guys snuck on board? It was all Karen's idea. You've been in this trunk the whole time? Uh, yes. We didn't know you guys were going to get on a plane. That doesn't matter! 
You're supposed to be back at base camp. Jack and Joe are probably looking everywhere for you. We left a note. <sighs> Your parents are gonna kill us. Now, now, let's remember. Molly and I have been to space. Compared to that, this is... You love your job. You love your job. You love your job. Not to worry, Susan. As soon as we land, we can have Dexter refuel and fly the three of you home. <sighs> I guess that'd be best. What? No! We're already on the plane with you. You don't want to turn around and fly another 12 hours, do you? No, I, I really don't, Karen, but it looks like that's what I'll have to do. But Ranger Sue, we want to help. Please let us come with you. As I said before, I'm afraid that's out of the question, girls. Last time, you were swept along against your will, but we cannot knowingly put you in harm's way. Now, let's get some rest, and we'll finish making our planes in the morning. I can't believe you're making us go home after we flew all the way here. And I can't believe you're so ready to throw yourself headlong into danger after your action last time. Well, Detective Do-Right really encouraged me last time, and, well, I want to be a part of helping to save him. Oh, that's a nice thought, Karen, but I agree with Detective Justice. We can't knowingly put you Sheila's at risk. And, on the other hand, if you're unsure about your relationship with Christ, I especially don't want you to put yourself in harm's way. What do you mean? Well, maybe I shouldn't have said that. No, what do you mean? Look, it's, it's just, I feel assured putting myself in dangerous situations when I have to. Because, well, because I know where I'm going if I were to die. Oh. I know I have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. He's saved me from my sins, and he calls all the shots in my life. I walk and talk with him every day, and he's promised that the benefit of that kind of relationship with him results in eternal life for me. But that promise doesn't apply to anyone who doesn't put their faith in him in that way. He's the only way we can have our sins forgiven and receive God's gift of going to heaven. Yeah, I know all that, but... But what? Well, it's the last part I'm still struggling with. What last part? The part where he's the only way. I've been thinking a lot about what you and Detective Do-Right told me about faith and about how it's not foolish to believe in the Bible. And I think I can believe, or I do believe, but... But it, it bothers you that Jesus is the only way. Yeah, I mean, there are so many people in the world, and most of them aren't followers of Jesus. Some have never even heard of Jesus. But you're saying that anyone on earth who's able to believe, who doesn't have that relationship with Jesus when they die, doesn't go to heaven? <sighs> yeah, it, it's sad. But that's what I'm saying. And that's what the Bible says as well. Jesus said in John 14:6, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. And in Acts 4:12, it says, There is salvation in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. And John 3:36 says, Anyone who believes in God's Son has eternal life. Anyone who doesn't obey the Son will never experience eternal life. But, but how can that be true? Doesn't God love everyone? Yes, yes, of, of course He does. In John it says, God sent His Son into the world not to judge the world, but to save the world through Him. And in 2 Peter it says, He does not want anyone to be destroyed, but He wants everyone to repent. But if He loves us, why is He letting so many people die and not go to heaven? It's, it's hard to explain, Karen. It's because he loves us that he gave us a choice. We can choose to love and accept him, 
or we can choose to disbelieve and disobey Him. He's not going to make us or force us to love Him. So what? It's His way or the highway? Pretty much. But that just makes God sound so selfish. If He can't have His way, He punishes us. (sighs) I wish Jack was here. Okay, okay, look. First, God isn't selfish or prideful. If you, Karen, were to say that you are the best and the smartest and the most wonderful person ever and everyone should listen to you, would that be selfish? Uh, yeah. Okay, but that's only because it's not true. God is the best and the smartest and the most wonderful person and everyone should listen to him. He deserves our love for just being his true self. He deserves to have his way. Okay. And second, it's not just that putting faith in Jesus is the way God wants it to be. It's the way it has to be. What do you mean it has to be this way? Humans sinned. We sinned. And because of that, we deserve to die and face eternal punishment immediately. But God in His mercy and love is patient with us and has provided a way out of punishment. And that way out is Jesus. Sin has to be punished. It's just the way the universe works. It has to be that way. Sheesh, Albert would do a better job explaining this. Sin has to be punished, and so God could either punish us or Jesus. And because he loved us so much, he chose to punish Jesus. Oh. Yes, you see? If Jesus hadn't taken the punishment for us, our sins would still be on our records, and we would have to pay for them. But if we accept Christ's sacrifice, he takes our record and we get his perfect spotless record and can enter into heaven. And nothing else can get rid of our sin? No. Even Jesus asked that question. He loves us, but he didn't want to go through all that pain and suffering on the cross if he didn't absolutely have to. Before he was arrested, Jesus prayed, Father, if you are willing, please take this cup of suffering away from me. Yet, I want your will to be done, not mine. Jesus wanted there to be another way, too, but there wasn't. Ladies and gentlemen, we are making our descent into Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia. Please take a seat in the car or the chairs along the walls and fasten in. Right then. Susan, if you and the girls stay here, Dexter will have the plane refueled shortly, and he's picking up a co-pilot here, so you'll be able to return immediately after fueling. Thank you, Zora. And I'm sorry I've made a mess of all this. Nonsense. Think nothing of it. I wish you a safe return. Come, Irving. We'll check in at the local DDR headquarters and see what we see. Right. Bye, Karen. Bye, Molly. Bye, Bye, Irving. All right. You two stay put. I'm going to go ask Dexter how long this will take and if there's somewhere we can get some breakfast. Sorry I dragged you along on this trip, Molly. It turned out to be a huge waste of time. Well, I'm the one who got in the trunk with you, so it's kind of my fault that I'm here. At least now we can say we've been to Mongolia, even if it's just the airport. That's a shame. You girls should see the sights while you're here. Who are? It's a goon! What? A goon! The goon from Dr. Snood's lair! Ranger Sue! Oh, no you don't. Come here, you two. Sheila, what? Let them go! Dr. Snood sends his regards. He says this clue is all you need. Sue, what is it? Dexter! What? We've got to call the police or go after them or something. I'll call the police. Plane's not refueled yet and I don't have a car. Hurry!
please, please let them be safe. Let them be found. Susan, Dexter called. We came back as soon as we heard. Zara! Thanks for coming. Snood has the girls? Yes. Don't worry, you two. We'll get them back. And Detective Timms. Did the local headquarters have any leads? Not a one, unfortunately. Dexter told me the kidnapper shouted something at you? Yes, yes. He he said, this clue is all you need. Interesting. What clue? I I don't know what he was talking about. We suspect Dr. Snood has a compulsion to leave clues at the scenes of his various crimes. All in order to lead law enforcement along into seeing if they can catch him. It's like a game to him. In a way, he wants us to chase him. As such, the clues he leaves may be hard to decipher, but they're usually easy to find. But I didn't see anything obvious, and and he didn't point to anything. If that's true, then I suspect something about the kidnapper. Or the car he drove was the clue, as they were the only things owned by Dr. Snood brought to your location. We need to have a closer look at the security footage of the incident. Facial recognition isn't registering the kidnapper's face, and nothing stands out about his clothing. What about the car? Nothing special about the make and model. Checking the license plate now. Hmm. It's registered to a small settlement just outside the Gobi Desert. Checking the settlement against the DDR records... Aha! What? What? The settlement is registered as a former travel destination for Detective Timps. He was there years ago and assisting in an archaeological venture. Well, that has to be the place, right? Almost certainly. Let's get going. You two look very familiar. You won't get away with this, Dr. Snood. Oh my, this one has spirit, doesn't she? Tell me, small girl, who will be stopping me? Detective Justice and Ranger Sue. I admit, I was impressed they solved my clue so quickly. I have no idea who this Ranger Sue is. However, I assure you, I am more than prepared for Zara Eustace and her little sidekick. Aw, what's the matter, Fraulein? Nothing to say? You're not worth my time. Well, that's just rude. Take them to the holding cells. Ow! Boss, are you sure about this? I got a bad feeling about giving them guys another clue like this. Mongolia is a large country, Stuart. We must give them a fighting chance. But we could have got away with it scot-free. The buyers are on their way. There was no chance they would have made it here in time to stop us. But now with this clue... (sighs) Will this become a habit with you, Stuart? Questioning my orders? Um, no. Well, then... Silence! Is all I want to hear from you right now! How I choose to engage with the opponents is my prerogative. I expect you to remember that. What are you two doing here? We came to rescue you. Well, I appreciate the effort. Wait, wait, hold on. We're in a Mongolian prison cell, halfway around the world from the Happy Heart City. How on earth did you two get here? 
And for that matter, how did you ever find me? We came here with Ranger Sue and Detective Justice. Really? Where are they? Have they been captured too? I don't think so. Snood had his goons snatch us up at the airport as part of another clue. Really? Interesting. So they could be on our trail? I sure hope so. Me too. Looks like this is the end of the road. Literally. It's all just grass from here. Open plains and rolling hills. And that big honking mountain in the distance. Quite so. The village is a few miles south. We'll be walking the rest of the way. But what about all the cool gadgets in the car? Cool gadgets? Oh, yes. Heat-seeking drones, tranquilizer turrets, oil slick, bola cannon, the usual. Right. The usual. We'll take the equipment we can discreetly carry, Irving. Well, let's get walking. So, this is the village? It's all tents? I believe they're called gurs, or yurts. Well, these look abandoned. I think you're right, Irving. There's no one here. Hey, over here! What is it, Susan? I think this was the archaeological dig you mentioned in the records. It must be. Amazing. These ruins look as old as the pyramids. But the pyramids were built long before this area was settled, weren't they? Yes, you're right. Well, we're here. This is where Snood wanted to lead us, right? This certainly is the end of the trail of clues Snood left for us. Maybe there's something in these ruins to give us a clue. Can you make out what any of the writing says? It looks like some kind of mix between ancient cuneiform and Chinese symbology, both of which are not my expertise. However, there seems to be one recurring phrase throughout the text. Let me see if I'm reading this right. The door to Edhara. That doesn't sound helpful. No, it doesn't. Let's search the tents. Well done, Susan. It looks like an underground passage. It's wicked dark down there. Anyone have a light? Allow me. Looks like the stairs don't go down too far. You're right. Maybe a story or two? What's that at the bottom? It looks like a... Rail system. This has to lead to Snood's hideout. This must be a secret entrance. So what do we do? If it is Snood's hideout, I'm betting there'll be security at the end of this track. Good thinking, Susan. I have a plan. Everyone, get into the rail car. So yeah, hypothetically, if I was going to go back into time, I'd have like a robot or some other gizmo to protect me. You never know what can happen. You watch too much TV, Marty. I told you that time travel is impossible. What you need is some kind of a booth or station. Maybe it would light up and tap into historical facts and beam images directly to your imagination or something. It'd be just like being there. Closest thing you could get to time travel. Well, that's your problem, Stu. You don't think big enough. You know, if you bothered listening to my podcast, you'd know that... Wait a second. 
Someone's coming. On the rail car? No, on the 12 o'clock bus. Of course on the rail car. But I thought all the buyers already arrived through the main entrance. Right. Which would make this... Uh... Come on, say it with me. Suspicious. Right. Now come on, let's check it out. It looks empty. Huh. You're right. Huh? Stew? Something in my neck. Stew! Oh, something's in my neck, too. Great shots, Irving. Smart idea jumping out of the car just before we pulled into the station. I knew while they were busy checking the car, we'd have an opening to tranquilize them. Night-night, bad guys. Now, let's find our friends. Zara? Ranger Sue! We have got to stop meeting like this. I agree. These prison cells aren't doing anything for my vitamin D deficiency. Irving, the solvent gun, if you please. On it. You all know the drill. Stand back. I'm so glad you two are okay. We are so sorry for putting ourselves in danger. We'll talk about that later. For now, let's get out of here. But wait. We still have to stop Snood. I've pinged our location to the local headquarters. Backup is on the way. Two million for the Dead Sea Scroll. Do I hear two and a half? Nine? Two million going once? Two million going twice? Sold! To the gentleman from North Korea. I hope you enjoy this fine piece of history, preserved in an airtight canister, brought to you exclusively by the Snood Corporation. And now, for our last item, a very special piece, recovered from this very region. A journal cataloging the histories of the mythical land known locally as Adhora. I'm sure those of you familiar with the legends know that this is a very valuable, one-of-a-kind item. We shall open the bidding at one million. I'm afraid this auction is over, Snood. Detective Thames, you have escaped. That's not all. What? Get your hands off of me. Ladies and gentlemen, I wouldn't bother getting up. The authorities are on their way, and seeing as how you all knowingly purchase stolen items, I'm sure they'll want to have a chat with you. Woohoo! All right! Well, that was easier than I thought it would be. Shouldn't have left us all those clues, Doctor. Hmm. You know, I have a theory. Maybe you leave those clues because deep down inside you know what you're doing is wrong and you really want to get caught. I'll just take this journal off your hands. Fascinating. An interesting theory you have there, Detective Eustace. Except for Vern Singh. What's that? The contingency plan! Where I brought the base! If I ever, I ever captured! What? What's going on? Just what he said. He's flooding the base. We have to get out of here now. The exits are sealed. Ranger Sue, what do we do? I've got an idea. I'll grab what artifacts I can carry. Thankfully, the Dead Sea Scroll is vacuum sealed. Ranger Sue, drowning is like one of my worst fears. No offense, detectives, but the artifacts are the last thing I'm concerned about right now. Susan's right. We need to get these children to safety. Snood, how do we get out of here? You think I would tell you? Come on, Doctor. I know you. You're not a murderer. This flood charade was only meant as a distraction, so you could slip away. Well, we're not letting you out of our sight, so you might as well come clean. (sighs) Fine. 
All right. You called my bluff. Go to the keypad by the main door. The password is snoodiesthebomb.com. Wow, really? Yeah, yeah. It's very funny. Just get on with it so we can get out of here. Uh, there might be a problem. What is it, Irving? Well, while you guys were talking, I tried to get us out of here myself. And I kind of melted the keypad with my solvent gun. You what? That's not good, is it? Nine! It is not good! It is the opposite of good! There's not another way out of here? Nine! You mean you actually designed this place to flood? It's not just sleight of hand. I wanted it to look <laughs> convincing. Uh, Irving, can't you use your melting gun on the doors? I tried that. They're made out of a material I can't dissolve. That's why I tried the keypad. There's got to be something we can do. The room's filled up fast. We'll, we'll be treading water in a minute. Think, Snoop. Okay. Uh, if some of the wires from the keypad are not melted, I could trigger the secondary emergency chute. What, what's that? I'm glad you asked. It's a contingency for my contingency in case the doors were blocked somehow. The function to activate it is simpler. We just have to cross the right wires. Then go, man. Okay, okay. Lord Jesus, please get us out of here, if it's your will. Let this work. Okay, okay, good. We just cut away this melted part and uh, the blue fire and the... Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? The purple fire! Oh, there it is. Got it! A part of the floor open! It's like a bathtub drain, except huge! A giant whirlpool. Put onto the walls, we'll get sucked in. But the water's filling in as fast as it's draining! Maybe faster! The room will never be empty! It might even still fill up! Yeah! We must dive into the whirlpool! Let ourselves be carried away by the drain! The waters will carry us to safety. Are you sure about this? Yeah, I designed it myself to save myself. Speaking of which, uh, Peter Zane detectives. Snow! He's been sucked down the drain. I'm going after him. Simon! Irving, we need to go too. Do you trust me? Yes. Then here we go. Oh, off to Sheila's. Okay. No, Ranger Sue, I can't. We have to, Karen. No, I've never been so scared before. Karen, I can't go down listen there. listen to me. There's no other way out of this room. I wish there was something else we could do, but that train is the way. The only way. It might be scary or uncomfortable or the last thing you want to do right now, but if we don't use that train, we are going to die. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. Then take my hand, Sheila's. On three. One, two, three! I've ever done. Looks like we came out at the bottom of a river. Well, it's about time. We were starting to get worried about you lot. <sighs> you aren't the only ones. Ah, the cavalry arrives. You'll be happy to know we saved the most important artifacts, and Snood has been captured. Oh, I knew I should have planned a volcano escape instead. Whatever you say, Doctor. I'm so glad you guys are okay. Us too. Man, wait till we tell Piper about but this. You can't. 
It'll blow my cover! Ooh, sorry, man. Molly is not great at keeping secrets. I try. I fail. Might as well embrace it. Oh, man! <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe how much excitement was packed into one episode. But did you notice something about the end of the adventure? There was only one way out of that flooded room. Just like Sue and Karen were talking about earlier, the Bible says there is only one way to be saved from eternal death, and that way is Jesus. As much as I'm sure Karen had wished that she could walk through walls instead of taking that drain, it just wasn't possible. That's not how reality works. She had to take the door that was open to her to stay alive. Jesus says in John chapter 10, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved. God has made a way for us to be forgiven and receive eternal life. He's opened the door to heaven for us. And that door is Jesus and only Jesus. Do you need to enter that door today? If you haven't or you're not sure, talk to someone older than you who loves Jesus, like maybe your parents, your Sunday school teacher, or a pastor. Well, that's all for now. We hope you enjoyed the show. To experience more fun from the world of Basecamp, grab a parent and visit us on the web at lifeaction.org Basecamp, where you'll find books, comics, coloring sheets, and more. To hear more episodes of Basecamp for free, download the Life Action app and select the Kids tab, where you'll find all our audio albums. Basecamp Adventures is a presentation of Life Action. One Way Out was written and directed by Evan David, with sound design by Trevor Jones and Carter Warren. Our vocal talent included Dave Carroll, Ellen Avery, Evan David, Hannah Bouchai, Jeff Mann, Ken Richcreek, Laurel Avery, Matt Fredericks, Melissa Hankins, Rustin Banker, and Shay Dewey. Our producer was Matt Fredericks, our creative director was Evan David, and our executive producer was Aaron Paulus. And I'm Megan, hoping you'll join us next time for Base Camp Adventures. Hey there, kids. Isn't the world of base camp exciting? Want to experience more? Tales from Anhara, Discovered, is a captivating novel that will take you to a land where Sin the Camel, Marcus's Journey, and the Good Prince came to life. Join a young girl as she learns about the land of Anhara, meets a young boy named Caden, and uncovers a sinister plot. Buy your copy of this exciting book and find more base camp resources at lifeaction.org slash basecamp.